Hello out there, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are in the book of Revelation. It is, we love every every book in the Bible, but uh, this is one of our favorites here. We just love the book of Revelation. And in chapter 2, we had started the uh, seven churches. We're uh, now going to be going into Sardis. But we talked about um, the throne of Lucifer being moved to Germany. It was in Pergamos. A great excavation took place, and they moved the uh, throne there. It was never bombed. Hitler's other uh, shrines that he put up around that area, they were bombed. But not this one, not the seat of Satan, no, sir, no. And uh, the fact is that they had the Olympics there in 36, okay? What about the Olympics? Where does that come from? Doesn't that refer to Mount Olympus? Well, you go to the book of Maccabees, and there you have the Olympics going on. And what all's involved in it? What it describes in the book of uh, Maccabees is not only the um, contests and the torch and, and etc., but you had this important part, this bloody sacrifice to Hercules. Because Hercules was what? The son of one of the gods, Zeus. All right? So you see, the Olympics themselves are totally cultic. And that's why old Hitler, as he was the uh, schoolboy, Time Magazine Man of the Year, he designed those rings, okay? And it, it, it all moved to Germany. We, we explained that. Uh, that's a big deal, man, because that was Satan's throne. He was... As this book of Revelation said, it says in, in uh, 2.13, it says, even where Satan's seat is. And in the end, uh, this martyr was sl slain among you where Satan dwelleth. You see, Satan was here on earth. Yes, he was, just like he was in Tyre, and he was uh, there on his throne. Now, that's in Berlin. Now, that's significant because the Antichrist himself comes out of Europe. Yes, he does. And he's uh, this king of Greece, okay? But we know that that's not Greece. It's, it's the same empire as it metamorphosed. Uh, the, that's why we call it the Greek Roman Empire there on that uh, level of Daniel's prophecy. It's the Greco-Roman Empire because there was that big push me, pull you. It's a, a really described there in Maccabees. It's, and, of course, Rome comes out on top, but it's still the same players, the same names, the same bloodlines. What am I getting to? Right now you have your 15-minute city prison being built there in Germany. A huge one, okay? Um, and it is a prison, folks. It's a, 
That's what it is. It, this makes uh, Hitler's camps that he had look like a uh, camping site. I'm telling you, this is real evil. So you have Germany, the ne Netherlands, and Belgium. It's a <clears throat> it's a tri-state, 15-minute city prison. Okay, and what are they going to do there? It holds what? 30 million people. It's being built right now, folks. So you see what the, these places and these um, families and these empires, uh, we're at the other end of it now. Okay? And as uh, everyone talked about the three world wars, we're in the third of those three. And when I say everyone, I'm talking about Madame Blavatsky. I'm talking about Manly P. Hall. I'm talking about Albert Pike. Those are three huge, huge occult teachers. And they're not the only ones. Of course not. Of course not. But how would they know that there in the 1800s that there was going to be three wars and that it would all be centered around Germany. Well, you know why out there. You know that th this is a plan from Lucifer. Lucifer has been pulling the strings on the world forever and trying to tempt the saints and attack the, the saints. And it's going to come to a close here. God's going to have enough of it. Now, another thing I talked about was this morning star, and I, I explained that... It's our gift. It is uh, the throne of God, the morning star. Now, it stays in the same place. Don't let these uh, grave robbers lie to you and tell, tell you that that ain't true. They say, oh, well, we couldn't find it the other day. Yeah, with the chemtrails up there, you, you couldn't find it. But it's up there, and it's been up there. So don't come and try to tell us now that that, North Star isn't fixed, because it is fixed. Everything rotates around the North Star, okay, in a clockwise manner, you see, and that's the way the stars go. They obey the Lord. They never break their courses. That's the real world, and we're going to be studying that. We're going to be studying that in the book of Enoch. I hope everyone is ready for that. Uh, and you got to make sure and have the good translation, okay? Because there's fake, as there's fake Bibles floating around, well, there's fake Enoch books floating around. In fact, John D. had one, and uh, Madame Blavatsky, uh, she had one that she was quoting out of in there. Not the real deal. We want the real, the real book of Enoch. Now, a way to tell that is um, that you go to chapter 20 in there and you should have these seven angels named. You should have the, the names of the seven angels right there in 20. If you don't, then you've gotten the wrong book here. So you got to be aware of that. I've made that mistake in my younger days thinking I was getting uh one type of book, and here the occultists have ran in there with their Gnostic writing, 
and published a book, and it's uh, there to throw you off. Um, the, the, the translation that we use the most is the R.H. Charles translation. So if you get that one, that's a, a good one. Okay, enough on that. I just wanted to uh, comment on, on our last study. And uh, on we go now into chapter 3. And we are still talking to the angels of the churches of the seven churches. And as I said, the seven angels. And when we get there to uh, Enoch and you'll recognize the names of these angels. Okay, in chapter 3, the angel of the church of Sardis is reproved. And he's being, he tells them to repent and threatened if they do not repent. In 8, the angel of the church of Philadelphia um, in, is reproved. Um, and he's approved for his diligence and patience. And that's, that's a good thing. And then there's Laodicea. And they're being uh, admonished. Okay. All right, so on we go, and we will be commenting on a little bit of the archaeology. There's much, much more archaeology. I mean, there's so many idols in these places, it makes your head spin. I saw some of the digs, uh, and the people weren't really Christian. They were just digging, and there was so much idolatry. It was just everywhere these churches were were started where Paul was told to go idolatry was rampant folks okay chapter 3 uh, verse 1 it says and unto the angel of the church of Sardis write these things saith he that hath the seven spirits capital S of God and the seven stars, I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and art dead. Okay, so here's something where this particular church is getting to where they seem like they're uh, full of the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is life. But he's calling them dead, and that is a strong correction here. This is a big-time reproof, okay? So you uh, you have a name, and uh, everyone thinks you're uh, alive, but you're dead. Okay, now here's another thing. we got to be watchful. Uh, people ask, well, why don't you just bury your nose in the sand, let Satan do what he's going to do, and... Just think happy thoughts all the time and go to heaven when you're done. Well, that's not what we're instructed. That's a sin. We have to be watchful servants, folks. Listen to this here in verse 2. It says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Okay, this is a sin not to watch. And what do we mean by watch? It means we put our ear to the ground. We look at what's going on around in the earth. We weigh out 
everything that's going on as we are applying it to the scriptures, applying it to the prophecies, okay? And to not do that is not the Holy Ghost working. If you have the Holy Ghost, it is going to prompt you to be looking around and keeping your ear to the ground and your eye to the sky to know what's going on in the world, to be wise as the serpent and gentle as a dove. That's what it's talking about here, and it's a sin not to do that. Uh, not so much today, but back in my younger days, people would say, well, you're just negative. As I'm talking about end times prophecies and comparing it, looking at the program and how it's progressing, uh, reading the statements that these people are, are making and what they're going to do to us, do you realize that all three of those big three, and Alice Bailey too, and all those people, even Nostradamus talked about this world order being created shortly after the year 2000. They all said that, folks. And they ain't the only ones. We, you'd, we would get so much documentation on what was coming in the future. That's called being watchful. And, and people would criticize They'd say, well, you just need to be uh, positive. Just think positive, happy thoughts, and, and then just go to church and, uh, and, and, uh, and give your tithe, and uh, then you can go do whatever you want and just ignore all that prophecy stuff. That, that's, you know, you can't understand prophecies. This, is, this was the whole attitude. Okay, and that's not being watchful, all right? We're not picking the day or the hour like Taze Russell, who created the uh, Russellites that predicted the end of the world. Yes, they did. And when it didn't come, they changed their name to Jehovah Witnesses, and they were funded by the Bethel Rockefeller-funded... It's a foundation for funding these these uh, antichrist churches okay anyway and uh, you just you have to be watchful and really that's a joy it's a joy to know what's going on around you and it's a joy to see how it applies to the bible and that's what we've been doing here for 40 years it says remember therefore how Thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Did you just hear that? He's criticizing them for not knowing the times and not knowing the hour. See, we're not sitting back here picking that on the calendar somewhere. You're a watchful servant, and you're not going to be taken like a thief in the night. That is for the ungodly. That's what the Bible teaches. In fact... The translators are sending you right here to Thessalonians. Let's see, they got 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, 5, 2, 2. 
Okay, here here's what it had. First Thessalonians five two and second Peter three ten. And all that is go, is being a watchful servant. And look here. The, the, the hour is not going to take you unawares. You see? But if you don't watch, what's the, what's the criticism here from Jesus Christ himself? It says, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. That's a criticism. Because you're not watching. It's a sin. And I go back to the fluffy church people. They're just being played. They don't know the signs of the times. They don't know the Bible. They don't know how to apply what's going on around them to the Bible. And that's a sin. And they got their reverends at the helm helping them do that. Okay, it's a mess. Anyway, on we go. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. So you see, even though the, uh, as a whole here in Sardis, they're in uh, big trouble, but there's a remnant here that's not. Look at this. And the Lord is uh, really happy with the, these, this remnant here in verse 4. In verse 5, he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. That's your Holy Ghost raiment. And I will not blot his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Are you getting a picture here how the Lord can blot your name out of that book as quickly as he wrote it in? You see, and I go back to what they taught here with the Calvinism. Calvinism begot Darby, Darbyism. That is a pre-trib rapture crud. And uh, also the, uh, the Zionism, you see. They all think that the rabbis are holy over there. No one hates Christ any worse than those rabbis because those are not the sons of Jacob over there. They are the Khazaris, and they not only come from up there in Russia, but they come from Eastern Europe. They just do, and they are not real. They have the Talmud, they have the Kabbalah, they have the Zohar, and they have raw Satanism. All right? They, uh, look here. Joseph Prince and all these maniacs said you can't be written out of the book. So if it's in your heart to have an adulterer affair, do it. And they're not the only ones. This is how bad it really is. And I had the, the lady preacher grab this book of Revelations out of my hand. Oh, it don't say that. You can't be written out. Is that right? And I read it. She don't believe me. She grabs it out of my hand, reads it. Do you think that's changing her mind? Do you think she does? She don't mind the six-sided room with a phallic symbol in the middle and trafficking young people all over the world out the back door for Satan with a replacement migration. 
She don't mind that at all. No, 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 no. She don't mind having an Antichrist Bible, which she doesn't even bother to read. She don't mind switching pastors like I do pair of socks. No, 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 no. Nope. And there it is. Once saved, always saved. Evangelical. Zionist. Okay. And I'm not knocking Zionist if you're talking about prophecy. And it is prophecy fulfilled that that country's over there. Rothschild put it there. Rothschild. The bloodlines of the Antichrist created that over there. And that is prophecy fulfilled. But that don't mean it's holy. And it doesn't mean that any of those people with the beard and the hat. And they're homosexual. They are. I mean, they, they twitch around and they dress up in drag. Is that holy people? They hate Jesus Christ. Do you know the Talmud is, when it talks about Jesus, that it's X-rated? It's so foul, I won't even put it on this teaching. And that's what these people are brought up with. All 63 books of it, of the Talmud, that's what they're schooled on. The book of life, you'll get written out. It'll make your head spin. God will write you out anytime he wants. That's the truth. You better fear. I'm not talking to you studiers out there. You know that. In 6, it's the same thing again. Once again, reiterated here in 6. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, capital S, saith unto the churches. Period. Okay, in 7, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things saith he that is holy, capital H, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Now notice these doorways here. Notice the keys to the doorways, right? Because as we study Enoch, and we're going to be doing that, you're going to see that these portholes are all over the place. They just are. Inlets and outlets used by God Almighty. And on the other side of the fence, Satan has some of them too that are opened by the sorcerer that, ever, that never go away. I'm telling you this war of doorways, okay? It's true, I know. Now, don't get angry at me. I'm telling you the truth. They, these inlets and outlets and places that they can cross over into the other dimension and spirits can come out of those portholes too. Satan uses them, and here you see God's got the keys to all of it. And his angels use it all the time. And we're going to be studying that here in the book of Enoch. Eight, it says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. And who's here attacking the church again? Okay, doesn't this happen quite a bit? Well, sure it does. 
Satan's the great spoiler. So, young man or woman, you set your heart on the Lord. Prepare to be tempted by one of these fallen angels. You're going to get your day of temptation. You, but you can do it. Endure. Anyway, in nine, look here. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews. Did I say Jews? Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Okay, and that's on Judgment Day. Hear me? You endure to the end and you're blessed. But once again here, here are these people. And I'm telling you, a Jew does not, does not have the Talmud. A Jew does not have the Kabbalah. Those are satanic doctrines of witchcraft and Satan worship. They do not side with the Zohar. Those are three huge satanic religions and doctrines. And even if you could make a claim to the DNA of the sons of Jacob, if you're doing that spiritually, you are not a Jew. That's the truth. That's what the Bible teaches. In 10 it says, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the earth, to try them that dwell upon the earth. So there it is. You're going you're gonna to be tried in the fire of, of adversity and come out like a diamond, folks, like a real diamond. And that's what we're talking about here. And there is a great temptation that we're talking about here. And that, uh, and that is what? What is this hour of temptation? It is the mark of the beast, folks. Did you run down and get your jab? Are you going to get an implant chip under your right hand or forehead? Are you going to get a uh, one of those implant chips in your forehead? Do you know the nanorobots, when you swab your nose, start lodging up in your frontal lobe in your forehead? That is your submission to the Antichrist world government. Okay, and if you have gotten one of them jabs, stop it now and get clean while you still have time. Stay away from the mark of the beast, and that is the temptation. You love the world and all of its benefits that we're getting here now? Or do you put Christ above all things? All things. Anything that me or you put above, put in front of Christ is a vice. And we're not worthy. That's what the Bible teaches. 11 now, uh, you know, I've heard this one too. Oh, every generation said that Christ was at the door. Everybody thought that. You know, no one will ever know. Billy Graham said no one will ever know. It's a thief in the night. Anyway, but what does Christ say in our doctrine? It says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Oh, did you just hear that? 
falling away will get you written out of the book and you won't get your crown. He says, let no man do that. Does that sound like once saved, always saved, Schofield, Bible, trash, Darbyism? Is that what that sounds like? Once saved, always saved? It said here, man, look. That no man take thy crown. And 12. And you and I are what? We're overcomers. But listen to this. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple, capital T, of my God. And he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Capital N on the new. Okay, now, we're going to study where that New Jerusalem's hovering over the earth. It's going to be great here. All right. It's going to be a great sign of our victory that's going to come before the vials are poured out, all right? Anyway, the new Jerusalem, a new heaven, a new earth. That's for me, and that's for you out there, isn't it? 13, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, capital S, saith unto the churches, capital C. 14, and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write, These things saith the Amen, capital A, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. All these descriptions of Christ. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. See, I, I, and, 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 and I've been criticized for saying that. You've got to dive in here with both feet. You can't have a little tootsie in the water. That's not enough, folks. I'm telling you, we have our warnings. This is nothing new. God warns us throughout the whole Bible about this. You can't be a little tootsie in the water. You've got to dive in with both feet. I would thou were cold or hot. In other words, it, you might as well be totally evil. At least then you could get slapped down and get a chance. But by staying in the lukewarm area and thinking you're okay, I'm okay. I go in there on Sunday. My pastor says I'm doing a good job of planting the daisies out front. I'm raking the yard. Lukewarm. Oh, I got, it's not worm, lukewarm. I was thinking of wormwood when it comes to being spewed out of his mouth. In 16, so then, because thou art lukewarm, neither, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. There's another statement. You're getting written out. So how can I have a pastor standing there, not just one of them, They've all absorbed this theologian dung. 
Because it, and, and people have the itching ears. They want to hear that. They don't want to hear they got to walk the line. 17, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. They have the proud heart. They have riches. Yeah. And we're warned against that. Not having money. Not having property. But what? Fixing our heart on it? Yes. We cannot put our faith in riches. Can we? See, these people have the riches. Yes, they do. But they don't know that they are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. All right, so their, their, their heart has been tainted by this wealth. 18, I counsel thee, this is Christ talking to the church in the, here in Laodicea. He says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. See, there's that fiery trial that we're headed into. It's an honor, folks, that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness doth not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Does everybody understand that? that uh, that's the gift of the Holy Ghost there, because you're tried in the fire, as Satan's coming at us, putting the temptation out there to get that mark of the beast, Oh, I want to travel. Oh, yeah, well, I got to make a living. Hey, dying ain't much of a living, son. The hour of temptation. So you, this isn't monetary consideration here. You're rich, but it's in the spiritual things, this white rentiment. And you're clothed in the Holy Ghost. And God doesn't see, me, see your nakedness anymore does not appear and here you are you got eyes to see and ears to hear okay anyway in that in that you you become a watchful servant and you understand your scriptures there in 18 19 as many as i love i rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent Twenty, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. There is the marriage supper of the Lamb. There is the new Jerusalem, new heaven, new earth, and our reward, ruling and reigning with Christ forever. In 21, it says, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame and am set down with my Father, capital F, in his throne. So there we are. There we are. 
intimate with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They're at the New Jerusalem. And we've overcame the wicked one. All right, in 22 is a number of new beginnings. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Okay, now we're going to get busy, folks, when we get to chapter 4. We're going to start to see the descriptions of the throne of God, and that'll harmonize with Enoch. And you'll start to see the angels, and we'll start to see these uh, seals. And the last of the seals, the seventh seal, will announce the trumpets. At the end of the trumpets, the new Jerusalem will be appearing in heaven over the earth. Then at the end is the vials and the battle of Armageddon and the great gathering to God Almighty. So it's seven, seven, and seven. And the seventh of each of the sevens is a good thing for the saints. Okay, I can't wait to see you there, folks, in chapter four as John seeth the throne of God in heaven. Bye-bye.